It's time for Not Bad Dad with Fuzz. An eye roll I'd never seen in my life. And Jeff. Thanks, I'm not. Eye roll is... It's still legit. It's still legit. Let's start the show. Or a sandwich or a wet car or a swimsuit. <laughs> that sounds like a great commercial. <laughs> they usually aren't. <laughs> they usually aren't. That's right. You know what I really am, now that I'm out of radio, I really, really, really hate radio produ- or radio station produced radio commercials. It's like my goal in life to rid the world of commercials written for local businesses and produced for local businesses by local radio stations because they just mail it in. I've been there. I know how it goes. If you have a business and you are trying to promote it and you're spending some money on a local radio station, spend some extra money and have it professionally produced, not by people who are just trying to crank it out so they can get to the next ad to crank out. Would you think that part of that comes from uh, part of that comes from I would imagine the radio station is the I want to say the cheapest option, but it probably is the cheapest or close yeah, to oh the yeah. cheapest option. And I have found that people or businesses, when they go for the cheapest option, they also tend to micromanage a lot. Well, and it usually means that the money means more to them. So if they're going with the the lowest option, that usually means they don't have a lot to spend. And that, you know, let's just call it $100. That $100 means more to them than it does to somebody who's making a lot more money and could just true. throw it at you. That's true. But I have found that they tend to be very hands-on and nothing ever really gets to the point where they're happy with it. Oh, right. Yeah. And and, and I can't speak for the radio end of it. This is only for like just design work. And it seems to be that, you know, when people lowball you, <clears throat> and I agree with your point. I mean, it tends to make a lot of sense. I mean, I understand as a small business owner, that does make sense, but it, it also generally means that it's going to be a lot more work for considering the amount of pay you're getting. Correct. Yes, so. completely 100% agree with you and that yes, that is true of the design side. It's true of photography. Photography for sure. <laughs> you know the best thing I ever did was and I'm I'm sure your wife who shoots photos for a living as well as being a mom and all that. Um I'm sure she knows that as soon as I started charging more money, the clients were better for the most part. And unless they were like right on the edge of it, right. that threshold. Right. And the same goes for radio. The same goes for, um, you know, the advertising industry, you know, the smaller right. clients usually that that budget means more to them. But what I'm saying is if you're going to spend money on advertising right. or anything in life, don't spend money on uh, and go the cheap route. If you're not certain it's going to be, you know, going to garner you the best results. In fact, uh, another tip, you'd be better off to hire a, if you can't afford an ad agency or a production house to do it, you'd be better off to hire a freelance copywriter to write you an actual spot that you give to the radio station to produce. Yeah. So I like that. I like that idea. I think, uh, oh man, where was I going with this? You said something awesome. And then I was like, yeah. 
yeah, and then I forgot. Oh, man. It'll come back to me, and then I'll, I'll jump it back in in the middle of the show, and everybody will be like, why is he doing that? But that's the way my brain works. So ever since I've left country radio, I yes. work for a country radio station, I cannot st- – and I shouldn't say ever since I left, but like – it's been like diminishing ever since I left. I cannot stand country music anymore. Oh, it really? It's to the point where, and I know it's like it has become, over the last probably 10 years, it became more mainstream Mainstream than it was when I used to listen to it at, when I was, when we were going to college together and I was, right. you know, the lonely country boy. But that might have been it was house. more country and Western, and now it's more country as a genre, which sure. is more. Pop country. It's more pop country, and yeah. I, I heard a, I saw a video. It was a mashup of a, it was like all, you know, songs from the last two years, and it's all like, girl, get in my truck, you know, yes. put on oh, your yes. short shorts, give me that thing, I want to get that sweet drink, you know, yes. back by the lake, you know, it's like all these things, and it's like, <laughs> we'll share that video on our on our Facebook page. It will. It, it's a mashup of six songs that they perfectly sound like each one was built for the other and you know what they really right i think and and in uh and and the women's country songs i think are starting to get to be not as they some of them break out some but for the most part they're very similar it's you know the same type of thing but just in you know in in a feminist's end of it so i mean and good for them but i I was just reading an article with somebody mentioning Taylor Swift converting to pop on her last album and I was like how how is this album really different except for maybe they classified nope. it as pop than any I can of the tell other you. There's no banjo. Oh, is that what it is? There's no banjo on this oh. new album. They have synthesizers and no banjos. And so, you know, it's Whoa. pop. Hey, good for her though. I mean, at least she decided to make the delineation of, you know, I am actually a pop star now because it's worked for her perfectly. Oh, I totally 100%. And her new album's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I would never be the kind of guy in my freshman year of college that would have ever said somebody like Taylor Swift, I would ever find myself complimenting her. But her new album's awesome. No, uh, I, I agree. And and not that I listen to it on a regular basis, but when I hear it, the production's really good, the writing's good, you know, the music's solid, and it's just it's it's well done. Uh side note on Taylor Swift, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but one of the things that really impressed me about her is uh did you see the video she had uh around Christmas time? about what she did was she went on Facebook and Twitter and all these kinds of social media outlets and she found people who were her fans okay who would comment about her a lot positively i imagine and she kind of stalked them online okay to find out what they liked and then she went shopping for them and put together these big boxes of things oh wow of, of like wrapped gifts wrote handwritten letters to them like thanks for being my fan I really thought you'd like this sweater because I saw the picture of you and so and so doing this and mm-hmm. and it was like wow that's really freaking cool you know what I mean and it's it's you know some people oh it might say it's a marketing ploy but I I mean I watched the video as kind of the behind the scenes of it all and it seemed to be that she genuinely cared for it and then when you watch it and you see these people getting these boxes of things mm-hmm. It's just the emotional response that people have to it is amazing. And so I think that's really cool on a brand level and a, and a personal level. So check it out. Uh, we might even post a link to that. If we start doing the, the thing on the page again where we – I got to get it. Where we it. actually post stuff? Where we post the – well, I did that on, our, on, the, on the website that one time. That oh, had right. the, uh, you know, here's everything we talked about during the show. 
I don't know. Nobody commented on it aside from maybe the Aladdin's castle photo. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I I just I think the music industry as a whole is you know for the most part actually I shouldn't say that it's country and pop are just so close together now but it's just that stuff is so forced I guess that's what's what was kind of driving me I nuts know. and now is that turning us old I mean does that make us sound older but I in this case I honestly feel like it's legitimate only because the way music is produced and consumed has changed drastically yeah from when we were kids like when we were kids <laughs> the way music was produced and consumed was pretty much I mean it was a little bit more portable yeah. but it was pretty much the same way as when our parents were kids. So, I mean, like, for them to say, ah, you know, are their grandparents and music sucks and, you know, mm-hmm. new blah, blah, blah. But I really do feel like music is, pop music is good in that there are real artists out there. But for the most part, there's a lot of, let's produce this one, you know, song and wrap an album around it because people are going to like this one song and that type of stuff. And therefore, you get a lot of crap that gets churned out. Do people even buy? I mean, I buy full albums on like artists that I really like. Like, right. let's say the Avit Brothers. I, Ooh. I think I have like. <laughs> you don't even know who they are. Okay. No, I don't. Wow. But I mean, but here it's the thing. I'm feeling so, like, pretty hipster. The Eagles, right now. the Eagles, or you know, Van Halen's going on tour. Like, they will sell albums. You know, uh, U two will sell an album. Right. You know, people will buy a U two album. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know Eminem will probably sell albums, and you know, but will like Wiz Khalifa sell a whole album? I don't know. Maybe will maybe if you, he works hard. Yeah, one whole. You press double album, and you wouldn't sell two copies. Right, whatever, <laughs> I forget how that goes. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's, I just think there's like a lot of people where it's like, yeah, they got a single. I'm gonna buy that on iTunes, mm-hmm. and you know. There you go. Like, and then their album sales aren't great. Yeah, they are when it first comes out, but they drop off pretty fast. So, do you buy music for your kids online? Um, yeah, not a lot. No, I mean, it's, it's same here. Occasionally, I mean, like you know, like when Frozen came out, we bought the yep. soundtrack and stuff like that. But other than that, it's like um, we let them listen to stuff on like Amazon Prime, or they listen to what we listen to. So, hey, I remember this one time. Well, I remember when, this one. where ahead. I was at your house. Yep. This was back when my child was about two, so it would have been about 2006. This was pre Jeff having kids, and I remember what house was that? That was um, was that when we were living in the you condo? May have, you may have been in the condo yet. Okay. And I was, I, I had a Veggie Tales song stuck in my mm. head. And your wife rolled her eyes like an eye roll I'd never seen in my life. So, you guys listen to VeggieTales these days? or uh... No. No, okay. we don't. Right. And there's tons of VeggieTales on Hulu Plus. Yeah. No, no VeggieTales at all. Oh, okay, good. So, thanks on that. Eye roll is... It's still legit. It's still legit, and I okay. respect that. Yeah. I, I, I own that, and I, I agree with it. I cannot do VeggieTales. We, we tried to watch, like, the Jonah and the Whale one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just didn't go. Yeah, so we, we she never watched the shows, but the songs. Oh, okay. She really liked, and not like the religious songs either. It was more of the right. songs about hairbrushes and belly, yeah. belly buttons. Those yeah. were cute. Uh, I did we, play the uh, Bare Naked Ladies Snack Time album for my kids or whatever it was, and my that, son really likes the Ninjas song or something. Oh, so. is, that, is that a kids album? I don't even that, know. They have a kids album, oh, and so cool. it was pretty good. 
Uh, it's still weird to say bare naked ladies to my kids, but <laughs> hey, kids, let's listen to bare naked ladies. What? But uh, I remember insert my eye roll. Yeah. When you were lining up to take your daughter to it at three years old to a Jonas Brothers concert. I did. I do. I, in fact, I had. Uh, <laughs> in fact, that's cool though. That's cool. I respect that because the, the photo of the Jonas Brothers concert will lead into our dad tip coming up later on. Okay. So, um, but um, I, yes, I she really liked the Jonas Brothers at age three, and I took her and I put her on my shoulders. It was an outdoor concert; didn't cost any money. This was before they were actually like huge stars. But it this was, is right after they came off Disney, right? Yeah, this is right after that. So they were playing um, outside anywhere down, downtown in Milwaukee somewhere, and it was uh, I. We drove down and. She loved it. She probably doesn't remember it now, but at, yeah. the, at the time she was like, you know, like screaming with her hand up in the air. And that's cool. Though. It was cute. So, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, Man, I forgot what I was going to say again. I just, Jeez, I'm, man, I'm losing. I didn't have my coffee early this morning. I grabbed it on the way. So maybe it's like I just haven't started my brain right. What are you drinking today? Uh, I stopped at the BP and I got the Green Mountain Coffee. Interesting fact, they actually have gigantic Keurig machines that make potfuls of coffee. Have yeah. you seen these? No, but um, the, I've, it, I've heard of them. It's Yeah, so instead of like having like the big, you know, the big colander pump things that you get mm-hmm. sometimes like they actually have, it's like a pot and it's got a pre-made like dog chain label hanging off that says like donut shop or... Oh, sure, yeah. You know, breakfast, whatever the hell their flavors are. And then yeah. it's a Keurig machine, and they put in, like, a giant K-cup packet mm-hmm. thing and make a pot at a time. And I'm like, these Keurig guys are looking to, like, just take over the world, man. Yeah, you heard that the guy who invented the Keurig machine is yeah. upset that he created the Keurig machine, right? Because of the uh, Yeah, he was upset that the, what it's led to only because of the waste in the plastic, right? I mean, right. it's not that he, yeah. And so I get that, but... Man, like, think about all the plastic bottle water bottles, you sure. know. And the worst part about the water, like the coffee, at least makes a little sense. I mean, like it's it's vacuum sealed, it's mm-hmm. fresh, it's portable, it's easy, it's not wasting other coffee. It's wasting plastic on the environment. Right. But um, water bottles is like the worst because I mean, water bottles are filled with water that pretty much just comes out of the tap. Yeah. And anybody who like. I don't know. I mean, we still, don't get me wrong. I still like buy, it's a waste. I mean, like if you go and buy like a 16 ounce bottle of water for a buck fifty, that's insane. Because right. you can buy a case of like 32 bottles for four dollars. Or you could buy a two liter bottle of soda. Not that I recommend that, but you could buy a two liter <laughs> bottle of soda for like 99 cents, but a, a little bottle of water is a buck seventy. Right. But it's supply and demand, right? It is. And, you know, and that gets me to talk about the, the pop being so cheap and stuff. I, I, uh, I work with a lot of. Uh, Oh, for the record, everybody listening, Jeff lives near uh, Minnesota, so they call it apparently pop, which is their slang for soda. <laughs> I grew up guess. in Iowa. Well, I've lived oh. in Two Rivers, and I lived uh, Two Rivers, Wisconsin. I lived in Iowa, and uh, I had relatives who lived in Minnesota. So I call it pop. I just it was kind of used to it. I don't know if that's an Iowa thing or what, but I have always appreciated. Yeah, pop it is an Iowa soda. thing. Yeah. So soda for me is like soda seltzer water. But that's a bartending thing too, so. Sure. At least I don't call it coke. Like what kind of coke do you want? Yeah. Oh, uh, what, what kind of coke do you have? Diet and regular? Oh no, we've got Mountain Dew. Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird to me too. That's really weird to me. Yeah. Um 
I totally broke your train of thought, which is again awesome. three times. I can't remember what the heck we were even talking about. Oh, the 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 food and the water, the pop being expensive. Yeah, you know, and uh, we were watching. Um, there's a a PSA that comes on all the time when we're watching shows with the kids. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, you know, ending food deserts. Are you familiar with food no. deserts? Food deserts are places where people don't have access to fresh vegetables and food. So basically, a lot of times it's metropolitan areas where there aren't grocery stores or markets nearby where people's only choice to get any type of food is a convenience store. So they have sure. to eat chips and you know, 7-Eleven, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so uh, I work with like in the in sort of in the food industry. And one of the things that always slays me is that processed food and you know you even said you can get a two liter bottle of pop for 99 cents but mm-hmm. a bottle of water is a buck 50 it's like why you know why why are the things that are good for you so expensive and the and the things that people associate with being junk food and that are generally sometimes more pleasurable because it's sugary and and that way are cheaper that's kind of a bummer so right I don't know. I was just a thought. I wasn't. I don't have an answer to that. I was just. Was, <laughs> oh, I thought maybe we were going to solve hunger on this episode of Not Bad Dadcast. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, encouraging people to create new breeds of plants that would help. You know, uh, Norman Borlaug. If anybody's got like qualms about, you know, I don't want to get into the GMO debate. Sure. But just you know, into hybrids and making new like varieties of food. There's a great uh, PBS documentary on Norman Borlaug, who was, uh, and I probably have his title wrong, he, I think he was an agronomist at the University of Minnesota, and he developed a strain of wheat, and I believe also rice, that would grow in Africa and other parts of Asia that would, wouldn't even normally, nothing would grow in the land there. And mm-hmm. he developed this and saved what they say, potentially a billion people from starvation. So every time anybody says that, you know, we shouldn't do this with food, I mean, to a certain extent... I really get upset because it's like, yes, I don't want that for me, and you shouldn't have it either. But that starving person over there shouldn't be able to have any food either. I just right. I get, no, I get I'm upset about that. So I get it. Bring on the bring on the hate mail on this one too, man. I'm just I'm <laughs> reeling it in every week. I got something. Every week. Uh, every well, week. Speaking of uh, Keurigs, yeah, my wife registered for what we refer to as the baby Keurig. Ooh, but it what's is that? it is. An automated machine that makes your formula. Whoa! It's like a Keurig for babies. It so is so it gets to the right temperature, so you don't have to do heat it in the pot. And the all right it. temperature, it, it like uses the right amount of um, uh, mix. Formula mix. Yeah, and like all of that, it just it's like in a machine. You put the bottle in there, you push a button, and it makes your formula at the right temperature. Really? And, and the right like amount of ounces and all of that. I've never even heard of such a thing. Just Keurig. I know. Does Keurig not, make it? No, it's not from Keurig, and I forget who it is at Are the you moment. Sure, <laughs> I know I'm, po- I'm I'm pretty positive, but we call it the baby Keurig because it makes sense. It makes is sense. it come in like a nice pastel color? I, I think it's black. Really? Or, or maybe white. Maybe it's white. I, you don't want to mix that up. In laws come over and they start making this coffee tastes weird. You guys are using a little bit too much creamer in your coffee. Uh, uh, yeah, that's Enfamil, actually. <laughs> that's eight bucks, by the way. You're gonna pay for that. That stuff's expensive. <laughs> So my daughter has this formula is expensive. I don't know. Oh my god! No, I know, I know. And so does this come in like pre-made packets, or do you actually just pour it in there? No, and you, then t- it, you take you take your formula that you are comfortable using, okay, and you put it in there, and it apparently mixes out the right amount. And 
Okay, because that's at least okay. I was expecting, okay, now we're going to sell the pre-made cups. And so now formula, $40 a can or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, right. is now going to be $5 a cup. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. just drive that price up more. You know, I was yeah. like, dang. No, but yeah, formula is expensive. But what is what does the baby cure go for? Oh, uh, let me just, I'll pull it up. Probably here. like 100 bucks, right? Let's see. Let's go to the Amazons. And... Go uh, baby Keurig. I bet you it comes up if I type it in. Baby Keurig. It's amazing what shows up that you actually want, and then it shows up. It's just you know like weird guy on CSI, and it comes up with the right act. <laughs> so it's called the yeah. It, it came up. It, I typed in baby Keurig machine, and it popped up. It is the uh, number one bestseller in baby formula dispensers and mixers. Are there more than one baby formula dispenser and mixer? Apparently, this is called the Baby Brezza Formula Pro. Brezza. Yeah, B R E Z Z A. Uh, Formula Pro One Step Food Maker. So it's got like a big container on the top in which you pour your formula. Flakes. And then it's got the Keurig's type reservoir on the left side, like you would see on a normal Keurig. Does it come with a built integrated water filter? Uh, let's see here. Plastic, imported, hassle-free formula preparation, patented mixing technology, temperature control, airtight formula storage. Uh, works with all brands. I don't see anything about You're going to make, you better be putting some of that tap bottled water into that thing and not uh, straight out of the tap. <laughs> yeah, I, I better. Um, <laughs> or yeah. distilled at least. It dis- something. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about the, about the filter, but yeah, it's 110 bucks. Okay. If you don't have a coupon, right? If you don't have coops. Um, let's see. If I type in formula mixer. It's just got like an old, like, you know, at a bakery, the big thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, this looks. Oh, there's another brand. Oh, the the Born Free Bottle Genius. Smart oh. bottle maker. If you don't buy this, you're not a bottle genius. <laughs> nice going, genius. <laughs> they're passively aggressively telling you why you should buy you know like well this is why you need to buy this one right exactly because if you don't you are not a genius so speaking of feeding the other one uh the adult not adult one but the closer to adulthood one the uh, almost 11 year old um she has this big thing now where when we go to dinner somewhere she likes to see if they have a pot pie on the menu. Ooh, and that's I appreciate her, her selection and food. So now we decided we're going to start her, like, so she can learn how to do, like, programming and web stuff, and, like, I can oversee that. Mm-hmm. She's going to start a website called Check-In Pot Pies. Okay. So, so like, Check-In Pot Pies, so it sounds like chicken pot pies. And you get it? I and do. It took me a minute. It did take you a minute, but... <laughs> the subtlety of it is, is it works, uh, but she's going to review pot pies from the different restaurants and like different like manufactured uh, ones and things like that. Nice. Is this going to be a video review or is it going to be a text or both? I think we'll do. I, I think I want her to do text, but it's, she should perhaps do both because I want her to get good at writing and and she's a good writer for her age. But I want her to kind of. You know, to like be able to coach her like I would if she was one of my employees. <laughs> uh, so do it again. <laughs> it's this, too long. Cut this, it in half. This is crap. <laughs> Steve, get in here. <laughs> She's gonna get tombstoned. All right, there you go. That's what happens when you yeah. disappoint Dad. You get suplexed by Steve. <laughs> by Steve right. from the art department. Right. Um. 
Yeah. This guy, if I ever meet this guy, he's got to like, you know, do some pro wrestling move on me. And we got to make it look like, he, you know, we got to do like the sneaker upper where he comes up from behind and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's Steve. And he's been hearing that I've been talking about him for yes. months on the podcast and, and he hasn't just, gotten paid. And then just DDT. DDT. Man, I love the DDT. Jake the Snake, baby. Mm. DDT was great. Taking a sip of my coffee there. There you go. I finished mine already. Slow down, man. The creamer, the creamer cooled it down pretty fast. So. We recorded this at like 6.30 in the morning. So it, you're listening. You're probably on your way home because I usually don't post it till way late in the day. Maybe even in bed. I don't know. But Just to put you to sleep. We recorded really early in the morning. So um, Not really early. For like a dad, it's not really early. But. I know. I mean, I get up at quarter to five. So Yeah. Oh, I was wow. talking to. I get up I at ta- five and I'm like, yeah, it's too early. Nah, I get up at quarter to five every day. So I was talking to this guy yesterday, and he was saying, "Oh, he's a dairy farmer," and he's like, "Oh, maybe somebody could come and milk cows for me so I could sleep in tomorrow." And I was, I was just joking with him. I said, "Yeah, well, you know, I get up at quarter to five. and he said, "Yeah, well, my first shift of dip milking is at three a.m." I was like, "Well, that's <laughs> not that I would show up anyway." But are you sure that's, that's not your last shift? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just right. All right, those automatic milkers. Hey, uh, I was going to tell you, um, yeah. uh, I'm listening to Tina Fey's book from a few years ago. Yes. Uh, I just finished uh, The Martian, which is a great book, by the way. Okay. Uh, it's not a comedy. Uh, it's fiction about a guy who gets stuck on Mars during a NASA mission. Oh. Uh, uh, but it's pretty good. Uh, but I'm listening to Tina Fey's book. Very funny if yeah. you like Tina Fey. And even if you don't like Tina Fey, you might get some insights into uh, – her life and you know she kind of talks about the whole when she did Sarah Palin thing and how people gave her flack about that and and really she wasn't trying to dog Sarah Palin any more than anybody any other comedian dogs you know politicians she just got more flack for it because you know she's a woman which to a certain extent I agree with but anyway I think your wife would appreciate this too it's kind of written towards women and it's about how you know you balance work and home and having a newborn and you know she covers like all this stuff like toddlers Christmas, you know, breastfeeding, all and it's just, it's really hilarious. So does she have kids? I didn't even realize. She, uh, when she wrote the book, I don't know how many she has total, but when she wrote the book, she had one. Okay. So it's it's a pretty funny book, uh, and if you do the audio book, it's nice because you actually hear her narrate it. So it's definitely in her thought, you know. Oh, yeah. So cool. it's pretty good. She does a really good uh, section on her dad too. Who and and the interesting part of the story, I guess, when it comes to the whole Sarah Palin stuff, is that. Uh, her family's Republican. Her parents are. Okay. So you know they were okay with her doing Sarah Palin until like the John McCain, uh, George W. Bush part, and then they said you know it's just too much. And her mom made like a fake barfing noise at one point on something. And it's just <laughs> it's pretty funny. But the part on kids is great. So all right, I'll check it out. Yeah. So get it for your wife. Dad tip for today. Go for it. Back up your photos is your dad tip oh, for today. Oh, yes. I would agree with that. Once upon a time, I had my first one terabyte drive, which cost me probably 250 bucks when those nice. first came out. You could probably get a terabyte thumbnail drive right now for two bucks. Two bucks <laughs> at Walmart in the <laughs> checkout aisle. Right. Don't forget it. Yeah. Oh, oh, honey, can you pick up some of those terabytes? <laughs> right next to the mascara yeah. and the Uno games. Yeah, right, and and the Funyuns. So I was working and uh, I was working with this giant ass drive. It was probably 
Uh, well, it was probably as wide as my 13-inch computer now. So, um, or that's how long it was. Sure, I know we have two of those. Yeah, and I had it on the coffee table, Uh-oh. and I was working with the laptop on my lap, and my daughter, who I don't blame her for this at all. Oh, by the way, it had a long, you know, cord going sure. to plug it in so that the drive would spin up. This Wireless? Had, What's that? Right. This had all of my photos from 2008 to approximately 2009 so but at that time I was a photographer so that was part of my gig so I had thousands and thousands and thousands of photos including my daughter's photos on there would that have the picture of me as a thug on it it would actually (laughs) it had the picture of you as a thug it had the picture of my daughter on my shoulders at the Jonas Brothers concert And she came over to show me something and um, hit the power cord and the drive fell not only, it was probably 12 inches to the floor and landed on soft carpet, but it started ticking right away. And the plates clacked together. Yeah, and the plates clacked and everything was gone. So, oh, did you take it in anywhere to see if they could recover stuff? Well, at the time, the recovery places were like, it was like 700 bucks. And yeah. I was a single dad at the time. So Yeah, no, I understand that. So since that day, I have always had an external drive that I, I bought. I buy smaller drives. Yep. Uh, I back things up onto those smaller drives and then also onto a cloud. And then I keep a copy of the smaller drive somewhere other than home in case something were to... Like burn down or something like that but just because that's some real redundancy but i appreciate it yeah and it's not really all that hard you just you know, like throw stuff on to the um you know like you, you can get automatic services that back stuff up sure. I, icloud has a good service um for the most part unless you're a celebrity um yeah. <laughs> back the f up yeah, yes and have a secure password um <laughs> but backing up to a cloud is real simple there are plenty of things to do uh let's see which one do i use at work here crash plan is uh one right. that I use at work. But the um the other thing is just keeping a hard drive of yeah. all of your photos and remembering to back them up regularly is is a big thing. So that's your dad tip for today. I'm gonna just echo that only because I lost the pictures of our son's first Christmas and trip to Disney World we took with the kids, I think. Well. So yeah, same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We hadn't backed it up and and then the hard drive on me. So yeah. That, can I say you can I don't say, know. I don't know. I, sure. Do I need to bleep that one out? Yeah. It's not on George Carlin's list of seven things you can't say on TV, so maybe it might be okay. I don't know. All right. We'll put it out. Would ABC bleep family? it out? Would ABC family bleep it out at 6.30 p.m. on a Wednesday night? I believe they would. You think so? Okay. I believe they would, so maybe you better bleep it. All right. I'll bleep it. All hey, right. speaking of ABC family, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I love cutting you off. That's like my favorite thing to do, and I apologize for it. Uh, so we've been using the Sling TV app. I know we talked about that briefly at one point. Mm-hmm. I actually got it hooked up on the Amazon box. It's awesome. And actually, you can go back and watch previously seen content from certain channels and certain shows. Phineas and Ferb, know you're a fan. Yeah, big fan. Uh, you watched the Star Wars episode after I told you to watch that. Mm-hmm. It's great. They've recently done a Marvel superheroes crossover episode. Oh. Equally... Nah, almost as good, but I mean, it's not Star Wars, so I mean, you can't do it. But it's still pretty good, so check that out. Where, where is it at? Where can I find it again? Or I'm just... sure you could buy it on the iTunes. Buy it on the iTunes. Or uh, if you don't have cable. Can I, I get it, can I get it free anywhere? I like free. Maybe YouTube, if you just Google Phineas and oh, Ferb yeah. Marvel. I bet you I can. Um, 
I don't know why. I don't want to pay for it because I'm going to be the only one watching it. Right. (laughs) It's pretty good. Um, But if you have Sling TV, if you just go into the Disney Channel Mm -hmm. channel and then uh, look around at uh, you know content available now, it was one of the three episodes that was available this past week. So cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for the tip. Yeah. And we will talk to you again Monday. Sounds good. All right. Peace out. Stay cool. See. Join us next Monday for another edition of Not Bad Dad. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash notbaddadcast.